Thanks for listening to Suicide Buddies. Uh, This is Hampton Young, and I just want to let you guys know, the listeners, that we take this pretty seriously. We joke around about depression and suicide and dark thoughts, but in actuality, we really want our audience to feel safe and secure. And if you're dealing with those sorts of dark, swirling, awful thoughts, we would prefer if you right now put down the podcast and call 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-TALK. Uh, It's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and they're great people. They have the resources that can help you deal with the situation and get through it a little bit uh, more medically professional than us. And Dave and I are very happy that you're with us, so keep listening. Cosby's wife runs a Claire's. With the ri- with the zizzle zazzle <laughs> in the prison with the zizzle zazzle with the prison <laughs> and the crimes. <laughs> I'm telling you, this is working already. Wow, dude. Yeah, welcome to Suicide Buddies. First ever Suicide Buddies where Hamptons wearing headphones. <laughs> So this is, this is like when a dog has to wear a cone to prevent. <laughs> yeah. to no, it's not because you itself. you were like it was like if a dog was like, "Do you have a cone?" <laughs> <laughs> I You're was right. thinking about it. You're right. I, I think I've been scratching my ear a lot, and I'd like a cone. <laughs> Best case scenario, I'm like a dog that's gained sentience, and I'm like, "Excuse me, um, I'm gonna be licking my own dick. Do you have some sort of you, cone? Is there a cone?" Is there a cone? <laughs> does, the, does my cone look good? <laughs> Excuse me, I'm a dog, and this is very embarrassing, but I'm going to full-on be eating my own asshole and dick. Uh, do you have some sort of cone? <laughs> it's the politest. Because if you don't, <laughs> I'm definitely... Here's the thing, I'm also a dog, so well, I'm going to be under the table... <laughs> You know what I mean? I'm I'm gonna be a dog. <laughs> I'm gonna you be a real me. dog about this. <laughs> so, like, first of all, it's a little on you that you brought me to the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's a bad analogy. <laughs> it is like I asked for it because I asked for headphones, and I just uh, honestly like. Dave was kind of like, "What? Why do you need headphones?" And I was just like, "I, t- I just, I interrupt much, and I listen to the podcast." And I was like, "No," and I'm like, "I'm." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's no, no, no. <laughs> it's one of those revelation things where you're like, wait, they're not interrupting me, I'm interrupting them, and I, <laughs> and it is honestly, I'm losing my hearing, so that's the thing. I was like, I just need to be able to hear this, yeah, as it's happening, and let me tell you, world of difference. Are you? How bad is your hearing loss? I clean my ears every day. <laughs> okay. I it seems to, like you answered a different question. Yeah. How bad is the hearing loss? How often do you clean your ears? Seems oh. like the question you answered. Oh, I see. I'm being silly over here. Well, the reason I fun. can't hear is there's just like kind of a constant like uh, buildup that happens like every day, basically. Yeah. So I have to like fix it every day. Oh, interesting. <laughs> you have more earwax than most people <laughs> is what you're saying? That's what a doctor did tell me. Yes. Actually. Whoa, dude. Yeah. 
That's crazy. Yeah, the first time I found out about that was when I was like 13, and I just was like, I can't hear out of my right ear anymore. And then my parents were like, all right, let's go to the doctor. And they were like, well, there's a huge wax buildup, and they put these drops in my ear, and then (laughs) this like wad of tissue paper came out that I remembered I must have placed there like a year before, basically. Whoa, dude. And Georgia's just... in the room and she's <laughs> she's leaving him. She has a suitcase. She's actively <laughs> gathering up JoJo. She's gathering up all of my loved ones. Dave, this podcast has ruined me. It's weird because it's one of those old suitcases and it has like a lot of country stickers on it. No, I know. It's a full steamer trunk. She's easily had prepared this whole time. She's going to Malaysia, it seems like. You don't understand our relationship our entire ma- marriage is predicated around the idea she thinks I'm a cool guy. Yeah, yeah. She found <laughs> you have a lot of earwax. <laughs> she was like, wow, Captain she, Nerd over she, here. She can't handle me. If she can't handle me at my most earwax... You can You, you don't, don't deserve me at my least, least. earwax. <laughs> <laughs> I made those be put in our vows. Um, um, dude, yeah. one of the yeah. So that when that happened, that cleared my ear, and wow. it was like literally a pop, and like they were like, "Yeah, you produce too much earwax. Good luck with that, you know, through the rest of your life." Holy shit! Dude. And so it's like I don't know. As I get older now, it's like I, I clear it so much, I feel like I'm giving myself like eardrum damage. Dude, that's yeah. Do you yeah. have specific things for it? Because yeah, you're not supposed to use Q-tips, right? I don't use Q-tips. Yeah, yeah I had to figure that out. We you use um, a knife, <laughs> butterfly knife. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god the coolest guy with ear problems <laughs> i stab Wait. myself um i gotta now, switch you use like kind of a an alcohol like a is- isoprofate or whatever and and then there's kind of uh isoprofane i don't know what it's called huh. it's this it's <laughs> the stuff you put on like you know if you have a cut oh like okay that. And um and then uh, there's like an earwax kind of solution thing that I use, and it's oh, a bitch, wow. man. Like I, no I have to do it like every day, otherwise I'm just like I hear like popping in and out through the day. Crazy, and it makes me miss like little things. I think little nuances. Yeah, you know, dude. I when I was young, I don't remember how old I was, but I was definitely in high school. I think I was young in high school, like ninth or tenth grade. I read this article about how. Um, it was about something that had to do with your ears. It was about, yeah, something that had to do with the way that ears function, and there was a part in it about earwax. Hmm. And in the thing, it said that Asian people have gray earwax. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck, dude? And my best friend at the time was Asian, this kid named Bobby. We're still friends. Mm-hmm. And so I called him. And I, we had the funniest conversation where I was like, dude, do you have gray earwax? And he goes, what color is your fucking earwax? And I was like, orange. And he was like, you have orange earwax? <laughs> <laughs> it's like two worlds meeting. Two worlds colliding. You come from a different planet. Your earwax is slightly different color than mine. But maybe somehow we can be friends. They were from two different worlds. Yeah, dude. Two houses. Ah, both I alike hate in all dignity. The gray earwax people. <laughs> Put them in chaos. <laughs> it's like further subdividing totally, races. Dude. Well, what colors is hair? <laughs> wow. What a real, what a real cool liberal. It was a fun moment for me. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. 
No, I don't know. That's so funny. I mean, like, was he like, this is an, an odd conversation I don't want to talk about? <laughs> no, he didn't care at all. It was, no, he was my best friend. I literally just asked him if he had gray earwax, and he was like, of course I do. It's what color true. earwax it's do you? It's true. Yeah, the yeah. legends are true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were blown, like, really mind blown about it. And, uh, yeah. You're like, well, why does all your pubic hair look like spider legs? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, yeah. What's like, that Your about? dick tastes like lemons. <laughs> and he's like, well, your dick tastes like oranges. <laughs> he was my boyfriend. You guys it was are my little scientist. <laughs> it was my boyfriend. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're wearing little lab coats just blowing each other. Yeah, I don't know. If I would I would love to hear from people listening their the color of their earwax and if I'm crazy. Uh because he was like we were just like I was like, wait, is this a racial thing? Like I have do all white people have orange earwax? And he was like, do all Asian people have gray earwax? It's like a crazy thing to think about. Like, well, I know I do put Cheetos, yeah. just crush them yeah. in my ear. That's the thing is nonstop it, crushing them. It, I would feel in this conversation like I shouldn't say this shit and it was racist if I hadn't talked to Bobby about it. Uh, <laughs> that's true. It, yeah, yeah. yeah like, Otherwise, it would be a weird racial theory it would be, you just yeah, had. Yeah, totally. Which you'd had no backup. Exactly. And I'd be like, Dave, I think you're, <laughs> wow, <laughs> really trying yeah. to make them You know that Armenians crazy. have a longer spinal cord. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Asians have great earwax because they smoke through their ears. <laughs> they can't stop smoking. They love it. That's what it is. And, uh, and Americans, we eat so much, so that's why it's always like, you know, honey and like Yeah, Cheetos, orange shit. Orange shit. Yeah, Cheetos, fucking uh, <laughs> orange hot Julius. spicy Cheez-Its, you know? <laughs> Did you see that there's a Cheez-Its pizza you can get at fucking Pizza Hut? Yeah. What does that even mean? What does that mean? Well, Is it a big, mean? it's the shape of a Cheez-It? No, no. <laughs> Aristotle's making some Manchester's trying to there are give Cheez-Its. coded signals. Is it here. the topping? Is the it... topping is cheese. It has to be Cheez Its. I don't think it is. I think it's like, is it crumbled up and in the crust? No? Okay. He's showing us a picture is of it. Is it giving me cancer? Oh, I see. They're tiny pizzas that are exactly shaped like Cheez Its. Well, that Holy is just really fucking that is, shit. This world is so funny, God, dude. Fu- the world is a vampire. Dude. By the way, I, I do need to say something on the podcast. Oh, uh, in case this is your first time listening, I'm Dave Ross. Oh, God. I'm <laughs> Hampton Young. Oh, uh, God. This Suicide Buddies uh, this is a mental health comedy podcast. We, uh, we joke our way through really, really dark shit like depression and suicide. If that's too much for you, I recommend uh, not listening right now. That's um, right, folks. The world is a vampire. The world is a vampire. Sent to drain. Extra, extra. The world is a vampire. Um, <laughs> uh, no, yeah. So you'll hear some dark jokes on here, and we just like to give a little warning up top, just in case you're not in the headspace for it, or that's not your cup of tea. Um, I shit. What the fuck was I gonna say? Oh, damn it! I always do that. I had like a thing I wanted to say, and then I interrupt myself to introduce the show. What were we talking about? We were talking about pizza, man. I mean, we were on a pretty serious pizza yeah, it was, tangent. Yeah, Cheez-Its. Um, yeah, Cheez-Its is made a type of pizza. Oh, this isn't even deformed. related. It basically looks like, like it's been in a Chernobyl-like level incident. Pizza, so, you know, <laughs> the world is a vampire is what reminded me. Oh. So there's something that I've been meaning to say on the show. So Hampton... 
jokingly refers to my fans as Dave's slaves. And I, Hampton and I, I don't are, think it's a joke. Okay. <laughs> I think I'm pretty fucking serious about well, it. Well, <laughs> fine. But I do need to say that people, I need you to remember that that's a joke, please. Because I've had, it's not that many, but like two people in the past few weeks have literally messaged me and been like, Hey, I met someone who said they're one of Dave's slaves. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I didn't come up with it. I don't want them to call themselves that. What color was their earwax? <laughs> black. Say black. Oil. Yeah. Oil black. It was a Saudi prince. I just need it to be known for the record, I'm not the one endorsing saying All Dave's right. slaves. So, I think slavery is bad. So if you guys want to be a Dave slave or, no. or a young cunt, uh, please go to Patreon slash Suicide Buddies. Also, don't say that to Dave on his social media because it's clearly bothering the fucking shit out of him. I don't mind. But by all means, call me a cunt to my face. Hold on a minute. Being a yunt cunt is different from a Dave Oh, slave. you don't think I'm getting it from the women, Dave? <laughs> That's ridiculous. You don't think I'm getting it from the ladies? That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I don't think any of the choices we've made are good. No, no, no. I also think it's fine. I, I, Well, my point was that I like the joke. I think it's funny, Dave Slaves. And I just need it to be reestablished that it's a joke. <laughs> just so we remember yeah. that we're all in on a joke. And so I don't, I don't know. Out of context, it's bad. It sounds like I picked it, and I think that that's normal. <laughs> you know, that's a, good, that's a good point. People need to go back and start listening to our podcast again from the beginning, because I swear to God, a lot of missed things. People sometimes will attribute jokes to either you or I that, you know, the other one said, and... Oh, sure. Well, I think I think what you guys need to do is re-listen to the entire podcast. Oh, that's not even what I meant. I just mean, like, <laughs> if you say to someone who that's hasn't heard I the mean. show the mm -hmm. phrase Dave Slaves, they're just going to assume I picked that. <laughs> oh, naturally. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm of saying. Of course. Yeah. And I'm just saying one of the surefire ways to avoid that and help us a lot out. Is to just, make them listen to the show. Yeah, I sure. want those download numbers to skyrocket. Yeah, we do need some numbers, guys. We need the numbers. We need to get the numbers up. We talked to our accountant. You yeah. won't guess what he, his earwax color is. Yeah. And Green. <laughs> <laughs> and he told us that, you know, we got to get the numbers up. We got to get the numbers up. I dude. don't know what he what he meant. I was like, 69 to 420? What do you mean? Like, how many numbers do you need? This is the thing. Once 69 people a week were listening to the show, <laughs> I was like, I stopped counting, dude. <laughs> oh, by the way, you want to see something fun? What? Uh... A uh, guy I was hanging out with in Houston showed me this. He was like, Google the population of France. Aristotle, would you please Google the population of France? Aristotle, our wonderful uh, cat. Pro producer. Not a cat. <laughs> oh, really? He's a human being. <laughs> he is a man. A human. It's pretty okay. good. Wait, and what? You show it to Hampton. Okay. It's... Six six dot nine nine. Oh yeah, dude! It's Takashi six six dot nine nine million. Sixty six point nine nine million the, the people live in France. The which pedophile makes sense. Brooklyn rapper, Bronx rapper. Is he a, from the Bronx? He's something from New York. That's funny. I always assumed he was from like 
rural Missouri or something. Well, he's doing really well with the new Joker movie. I feel like uh, Takashi Six Nine has really leveled up with this Joker movie. Isn't it so crazy that Takashi Six Nine is is outing Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. he's like you know, damn yeah from from Bushwick. Oh, wow. he's Bushwick, right? Yeah. yeah. He lives with a bunch of comics. <laughs> <laughs> he does all the most alt comedy. You know, we've gentrified their space to do comedy in it. Yeah, yeah that's totally. why we took He's away a John all Early the... character, Takashi Six Nine. Yeah. <laughs> Man, John Early, by the way, is fucking killing me on Twitter lately. John Early? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's so funny, but he recently he was Some like he friends, literally just wrote uh, just so we're clear. I hate the new queer eye. And that's all he said. And then all the comments were like, why, John? Why? (laughs) (laughs) He is wrong. Tell me. He's dead wrong. I don't know. It's such a fantastic show. Yeah. I actually mentioned this on my solo episode. of Mm -hmm. uh, We put up uh, bonus episodes on the Patreon of Suicide Buddies. And uh, Dave and I will do solo episodes. Yes. And I've been meaning to bring this up, but there's something... Um, that they keep mentioning in Queer Eye that's such a like important mental health like thing that you kind of breeze by. And I make jokes about it on stage, which is when I'm talking about like Epstein. I forget how I get into the whole thing, but I'm just like, you know, I wish, uh, you know, he'd stayed with us longer. You know, it's so sad he killed himself. You know, he should have bought a fun shirt. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, oh, wow. you know, get a new wardrobe and like... That's- Really funny. Honestly, Queer Eye makes this really important thing that I totally forgot about that I had to go through, which is just like, you know, you're never going to be like the hottest person, you know, and we we have to get over what? a lot of... <laughs> outside of Dave, <laughs> none I'm of us what? will be the hottest bitch on the block. It's every day of Ross. Thank you. And I just think like, you know, you have to... First, realize that um, you know, no matter who you are, there's there's somebody who finds you attractive. You know what I mean? Like it's all relative, what? and it is a lot of like, <laughs> shift. <laughs> but there's an extra level there, which is taking kind of pride in oh, your yeah. own personal appearance. Oh, right. It's like you know, like when you're doing as well as you can do. Yeah. You know, like it's easy to be like. You know, no, you know, no one finds me attractive except for the one person who finds me attractive. But it, the other part is just, are you, you know... Would I fuck me? <laughs> yeah, would you fuck you? Truly, though. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it's big. You know, what's funny is that there's like... The version in our world is a lot of young comics look like shit. And that included <laughs> that included oh, me. names, names. I need the McCarthyism Dude, here. What honestly, the there are too many names. Senator Dave Ross, will you <laughs> will you start relinquishing <laughs> names of the slovenly cum stained comedians? <laughs> our peers, our brethren. I uh Andrew I Drew Santino, Tom Segura. <laughs> yes. Bill yes, Burr. It's Tom Segura. <laughs> Joe Rogan. Maria Bamford looks like shit, dude. Um, no, no, no. No, like, and I'm including me and probably mm-hmm. you. I didn't know you as an open micer, but like. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it's funny, like, I, I'm, I might have even talked about this on the show before, but like, there's a culture around open mics and young comedy in general. And it makes sense because young comics are 
young. And when you're younger, you like haven't developed all the adult habits you will eventually have yet. <laughs> sure. And you're around other people who encourage it. But then also when you're all doing comedy and you all have similar lifestyles, you develop tropes. And so I remember being at open mics and we all like literally I would wear like pants that were dirty or like didn't fit and like a like ripped shirts and like I didn't know how to ask for a haircut or like wear anything that yeah. fit. I never tried to wear shit that fit. And uh, I used to take pride almost in the fact. Totally. Like I was like, I've never spent more than like 15 bucks. Well, that's for a what I'm saying about the culture or... around it. Like, dude, you're a fucking asshole. Oh, whoa, Mr. Exactly. Moneybags. Fucking. Yeah. It's the same thing as people who are like, if you, they'll make fun of you if you order like a more expensive beer. Like, Oh, you're better than Miller Lite? Like, yeah. uh, no, I like how it tastes. Fuck you. I will say, I, also, <laughs> yeah, maybe you're touching on something with just, mm -hmm. like, economics do maybe play this weird kind of shadow role we don't even see. You know, it's like, I feel that especially when I'm like, I don't have the fucking money. Of course. But then you're kind of like, well, I do have the money to buy something dumb or whatever. Well, but, you know, I'm just saying, yeah. So I would, I remember being at Mike's as a kid and the culture around it, a kid younger than this. And, uh, we would all just be talking about like how, uh, I hate my job and I'm depressed all the time and I don't have any money and I sleep on a couch and I, my, there's roaches and blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then, you know, uh, life moved on and, uh, and then like I stopped doing mics for a while and uh, then I like started going back to mics some. And when I did that, some of the mics I would go to were like that. But now that I've been out of it for a minute, I'm like watching as a total outsider. Well, a, a shitload of people are like not trying to make their clothes look good on their body and not trying to make the things that come out of their mouth paint them in a good light. <laughs> and it's fine, but... I was just like, oh, I never realized that we all just look like pieces of shit because we chose to. We just stu stood on stage looking like shit, saying, I'm a piece of shit. And everyone yeah. in the crowd is like, well, I hate this. Yeah, Ryan Stout has a good philosophy. He always wears suits. He's yeah. a comic. And I think there's, say, a good philosophy there of like, I'm going to look really good mm -hmm. while I go up on stage and be like, hey, have y'all ever noticed that France's population is 66.99 <laughs> and they're France, so probably their assholes are dirty. So when they're 69ing, it's just like everyone's got dirty ass. That's that is how word I, for word a Ryan Stout bit. That's, I, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's funny because uh, as you're saying that I'm like half writing that down being like man this bit's fucking good, for me. <laughs> good for, it's in the Hampton hour <laughs> hey man it's no uh, talking about fucking your mother for seven full minutes like I've been doing lately it is um, weird we've been watching a lot of our own stand-ups. Yeah. Uh, our own stand-ups. Yeah. Plurals. Um, the, the one we own. The Dave Slaves. <laughs> the, the people I own who do stand-up. We're like watching each other do stand-up, and it's just like, um, it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, no, we've been like nerdy. We off mic before we were nerding out on how much we liked each other's stand-up. That's funny. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. I'm, I'm scared in saying that shit about open micers that it sounds like I'm talking shit about... Uh, those kids I'm not I'm literally saying from a positive end that was me and that's what it's like to be younger you just don't think about these things yeah. and slowly but surely over time it happened in every way I started to eat a little better and now I still don't look the best I could um, I still don't entirely get it yeah. I still don't entirely know how to get my hair cut right and stuff but it's more and more trying and all my friends are like that and I can tell you that like 
all all of them feel better than they used to and all of them are taken more seriously than they used to and it's like a big thing in mental health to like to be like what if i thought i looked good you know what yeah. if it was for you yeah i mean i think we can only speak for our own personal experiences and that's just what i found true and then i feel like yeah you have your shit a lot more together generally later on in life but then when you start to slip, it's because you've had those prior experiences that you go, wait a second, I'm slipping. Like, yeah. I'm doing that shit I used to do back when I was just like, I hate myself. Yeah. I hate, of course I hate myself, you know? And it's, um, it's, it's dumb things also like treating yourself a little bit, like not... I mean, I don't want to say pampering. I don't know why. Like, I feel like that's totally fine if you want to pamper yourself. Yeah. But for my own experience, that would be like, I don't deserve anything. I know. I don't deserve kindness. But let's just say treating yourself like really well in the sense of like, like you're like, I'm going to buy me a new shirt. I'm going to like yeah. get my hair cut. I'm going to like make sure I'm on top of my hygiene, make sure I'm feeling like good. I don't feel like I smell all that. Like, you know, like how bad smelling makes you, you know, if you smell bad, yeah. you know it. Fuck, man. That just kicks you in the dick like, right away. Yeah. Well, and it was, it's like you were saying about money. Also, please remember we we're talking about this because this, there's part of what you're saying I, I did on this trip. I just took this month trip. Um, as far as treating yourself goes in a, like a new way I never had before. And I want to talk about it, but, uh, so let's try to remember, but, um, what you're saying about money, it's funny. Like something you definitely do when you're broke is you think I can never afford that. And I'm that guy. I like, I didn't get new glasses for five years. Well, yeah. And then one, literally one day sense. I was like, new glasses cost $200 <laughs> and I drink beer. So I'll just cut that out for a week and fucking buy glasses or I'll whatever just, the fuck. I'll just buy the beer goggles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's why am I giving myself Actually, beer goggles that was every a little, night? I definitely don't spend $200 a week on beer, but you know what I mean? I was just like, and oh, I got health insurance this year, and it was because I looked it up. I'm so broke that monthly health insurance through Covered California is $51 a month. Okay. And I was like, well, if I can't afford fit, what? let's see where I can cut out some expenses. <laughs> Well, and, that's uh, remarkably getting yourself together, right? You know what? Uh, how long, recent was that? It was at the beginning of this year. Oh, so that was when you, yeah, recently were like. Oh man, yeah, this year's you basically been... haven't been drinking, haven't been smoking. Oh, I've been drinking. <laughs> well, I've, I mean, it's not like you know, Dave's sober. Don't bring up alcohol. You know what I mean? Like I'm saying, like I you, slowed down. You have remarkably changed. It seems. You don't smoke? I don't right? smoke, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, and in Houston, it was like you only drank because people were like, shots, shots! <laughs> well, that's not true. I, I, I did, well, and that's funny. I did have a beer immediately after my set. I've been drinking, especially on the trip by the end, because I, I the reason I really drink less is uh, getting depressed. And I was feeling so good on the tour. I was like, I can let myself have a little bit more because it was not as hard for me to be pulled down. Not as easy for me to be pulled down. But you're also right. Because Houston is a city where drinking is so laden into the culture, especially around the comedians we hang out with, where it was like, we were talking about it. It wasn't even peer pressure. <laughs> it wasn't like, there was one person. It was a way of speaking. That was like. If you would say no to a shot, they would be like, really? But only one. Everyone else didn't care. But 
they took so many shots throughout the night that I got offered a shot like once every 10 minutes. <laughs> and so I said no to like 15 before I was like, yeah, all right, I guess I'll take a fucking shot. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, you can only shoot at me so many times before I got to shoot back at you and take shots. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Man. this is the Alamo. <laughs> this is the Alamo. That's why. It's everything, Texas. Everything in Texas is around engagement. Yeah. <laughs> spotting your opponent and standing your ground. Dude, yeah. Everything that has to do with shots is... <laughs> it's all stand your ground shit, basically. Everything that has to do with shots is gun related. <laughs> If you drink liquor, that's a gun. It's funny because it's like we both were there, but then when you mentioned it the other day, I was like, "You're right. That was insane." Like they, t- <laughs> we, a fan had given us squirt guns, and like right away the bartender was like, "Do you want me to fill that with vodka?" And I was like, "Yes, <laughs> of course." <laughs> like, and throughout the night, I kept doing like bits where I'm like just shooting myself in the face and being like, "Hey, Dave, I'm about to go outside." <laughs> like. And I'm like, the next day we had to record a bonus episode, and I just had like such a hangover, and I was like, "Yeah, I, dude, you I were don't so." Know if I'm an adult anymore? Yeah, you know, it was a great show, but oh my god, the Damn, Houston show I'm was so good. We should talk about that. Let's talk about uh, those shows, but let's do a break real quick. You got it, and then we'll come back and talk about that. Check it out. Check it. fucking shirt <laughs> well buy hampton's shirt it's black the, and it, the other one was white and this one's black that's right dave finally he's inclusive <laughs> <laughs> wait whoa, whoa 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 i do not want to give off the rumor that i'm inclusive mm-hmm. at all folks it exclusive is, <laughs> these are exclusive mm-hmm. t-shirts i just came out with uh, a new limited edition and by that i mean i probably have 15 of these shirts <laughs> these are black uh versions these are the black versions yeah, absolutely these are the smooth okay versions it's funny how you just <laughs> crossed you gonna, just did cross the line and you then, did actually cross the and line these shirts <laughs> they come with the digital code i'm super proud of them a lot of people when i came out with the original shirt they were like oh i never wear a white shirt and i kind of didn't even think of that like, yeah apparently a lot of people feel that way and i was like yeah oh, fuck. uh for example black people <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what race relations are. Black people wear black shirts and white people wear white shirts. Oh, dude, it's like a Star (laughs) Trek society. (laughs) We're like, isn't it funny how like Star Trek like tries to come off as like we're a very intellectual, you know, show. This is like heady stuff. Uh But then like literally they'll go to the planet where like black people wear the black shirts, white people wear the white shirts. Wait, I actually do not know what you're talking about. In Star Trek? Yeah. There's literally an episode where there's like a black white person. Oh, in really? The orig- yeah. There's a ton of like situations in Star Trek where like even like Deep Space Nine is basically like about the Holocaust. <laughs> uh-huh. and the Bajorans are the Jews. Right. They give them like weird shaped alien <laughs> noses. And it, like all of, all of the things they talk I know, I know. Uh. And like all of the things they talk about are very like much the exact same shit that like 
Jewish people were doing like post Holocaust and wow, like weird. So like, I mean, I always thought that it was that's so funny. I had never read it that way. I I always thought that they were just trying in a corny way to comment on racism and race relations and it was always so corny well that's what i'm saying yeah 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 that's exactly what i'm saying is that they just did it in the most right stupid corny way but like people were like star trek oh that's that's like for smart people no, oh it's i like, see what you mean no it's not it's like it is they cornball. are from the fire tribe and they are from the water tribe. <laughs> right. how will starfleet solve this problem right <laughs> One episode I remember very well. And they are cats. (laughs) There was an episode where they, um, I really liked it too. They they went to a planet where women are in charge. Have you seen this episode? Whoa. (laughs) Whoa, only a nerd could imagine. (laughs) Such an insane one. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I do think that that in particular is good for nerds though. Because That's like nerds, point. nerds don't know that um, men are like men, oh, nerds yeah. think men are the only thing that exists. Well, it's, it's <laughs> That's not true at all. But you know what I'm saying? Pilling yourself, yeah, yeah, exactly. There's uh, when you're specifically mm-hmm. online all the time. This yeah. is what I'm talking about: going outside, doing push-ups, getting a new shirt, practicing good hygiene. All these things very anti. Finding female friends. Dude, oh. Dude, uh, it'll change your fucking life, man. This is a good rule for Dave slaves and for young cunts. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't, why can't it be Dave's cunt? <laughs> Dude, I called it. And you know, you Dude, have to respect the, the art of calling. Though. That's fine. <laughs> but I'm going to call it now. You're Dave's cunts. <laughs> and I'm saying this as a feminist. <laughs> Dave's bitches. How about that? Yunt's cunts and Dave's bitches. <laughs> well, in the society run by women, Dave would be executed immediately for thought crimes. That's as true. We all know. But <laughs> uh, yeah, I know. It's like, it's so funny how that was it. That was the conflict is like, well, this is absurd. Dude, honestly, the society run by women would society. be perfect for me. <laughs> And then, like, Worf's just like, a Klingon should never be submissive to a woman. Right. It's like, you're right. This is like explaining morality to nerds. Right. And I hate to say it, but my my brother, my older brother, who's a big, we're both really into Star Trek. We both really touched on that early on in our lives. We're like, you know, especially in Next Generation, uh, I think it's Deanna Troy. She's the counselor, and she sits next to the captain and the second in command. And her whole thing is to communicate with alien species. And really, though, on a subtextual level, her entire thing is reading emotion. <laughs> right. You know, because like an alien commander will be like, We will destroy you. And she'll be like, He is angry. Yeah. I sense that he's upset. <laughs> and it's just like Asperger's readings. Right. And one's, you know, like, like low level. No one else cues. has feelings. <laughs> Patrick Stewart is just yeah, like, it's... well, he's talking, so everything's good. <laughs> <laughs> I see. Everything is a form of chess or Shakespeare. By the way, you know. can I uh, say real quick, um, we are obviously generalizing about nerds, and I oh, just want to say just real from quick. from my own personal experience. Right, right, right. Well, yeah, and mine too, but I just want to say, like, I was just putting myself in the shoes of someone else. If you're listening and you're a nerd and you're like, well, I... There are probably actually a bunch of people listening who identify nerdy <laughs> and aren't shitty to women. I just 
so you know, it's a trope. Yeah. It's just a trope because there's a certain type of nerd who doesn't leave their house. And there's a part of nerd culture where you're like, you're like, well, I'm nice and I'm nerdy and women don't want to fuck me. And that has turned some men into monsters. And we all know that because of the nerdist (laughs) open mic. (laughs) Wow. That's a little bit of a history. But the yeah, open mic know, at Nerdmelt was so funny because it was like, you know, like mostly just comics or people, whatever. And then every now and then someone would get up there and then, then they would be like, they would be like, oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So these cunts, <laughs> they won't even look at me. And so I'm going to kill them. Yeah. And they'd be like, what the fuck? It was like <laughs> the Joker performing for an audience of Jokers. <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of yeah. you know i wonder if they all got their own mass shooting you know they all got their own wow it's like a tv deal i bet every Wait, one what of the, do you mean <laughs> all the open micers there and oh. again i'm ge- i'm making a dumb generalization oh, i'm making a dumb fucking joke but um you know the thing is as i'm talking about star trek and everything it's like well, this comes from a place of love i mean i like i love star trek you know and like i get also therefore its flaws and i mean I think it is like funny with nerd culture that a lot of them are getting flack for like a kind of a minority, but you know, it is a pretty vocal minority. The ones who are like, I hate women. <laughs> like, you well, know, yeah, that's, that's why their, Twitter fucking sucks. There's a black anything. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they just well, more than like, that, it's like, and from their perspective, they just think that they are, they are like, I mean, it, I will say that at least in nerd culture, it seems to come from like, if you're a nerd and being a nerd is all you had, it's a part of your identity and it saved your life the way that I, when I was young, I felt about punk rock, you know? And if you had tried to change the music I listened to, I, as a 19 year old, I would have freaked out because I would have been like, it's all I have. And so it comes from that. What, but they like, these people that are being misogynist and racist online are living a life where they're not interacting outside of their bubble. And they're like, don't get that. What they're saying is change is bad. And we're trying to like, yeah, you're literally stopping people (laughs) from equality. Stop it. And you know, wait, I got to make a weird devil's advocate Uh argument. Okay. So hear me out on this. So I'd never thought of the music kind of analogy to this. Mm -hmm. What if, they made like a female Green Day. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude! Like they People were like, would have. It's no like mm-hmm. Green Day exists up until now, and now they're like, check out Green Day, and it's new Green Day, and it's women, right. and they're like, nothing's different. <laughs> like, right, totally. Like, like I'm trying. I know that's a way exaggeration. No, it's a good analogy. But I say mean, for nerds, it's like they grew up with uh, Batman or whatever being a certain way, and then now it's just uh, completely right. Different. And they're they're just like I'm just supposed to stomach this thing that I think was a big part of me. I don't know if music has that same thing where like suddenly the band is like. We're the Rolling Stones, but now, like, we're no, just clearly not. We're like a black hip hop group, and you got to call us the Rolling Stones, and we're still the Rolling Stones. And well, because like, like wait, in how? order for it to be the same, <laughs> you would have to have them both existing together at the same time. You can't have mm. like two Green Days because that's what's happening. Is that mm. there's like there's the property, and then people are making new versions of it, and yeah, those mm. of us who like that's a good point, are at actually. least a little bit detached are like. 
thank God, they're yeah. making different versions of okay. it. Okay, okay, you're right. <laughs> the major distinction is bands are human beings who are alive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're completely right. Damn, dude. I have nerd Asperger's. No, no, no. That's not even that what is, I meant to say. That's such a good point. You're right. They're people. They don't have to live by the same things as, uh, you know, objects. But that's not even really what I meant. I meant more that like there can't there can't actually be more than one. So we can't even psychologically experience it. Either way, like all I'm saying is I have empathy for it. Like I think I understand how if something's tied to your identity hmm. and someone tries to change it, it would make you mad. But you also need to grow in life and listen. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but if your entire social group is like in a fucking like just talking to people you're playing Borderlands with, uh, <laughs> then like you're gonna you're whoa, gonna, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> Don't talk about my family, dude. Don't talk about my fucking family. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's just like I understand it, but it's definitely detrimental to yourself and the world to not let things grow and change right and that's you know yeah that's no, why that's yes point. you're totally right star trek is trying that's i mean to take it back to how we started talking about this that's why it has to be so simple because like mm -hmm. you're i mean it's it's it sucks about nerdiness it Dude, sucks that it star became trek, what it was again to go back um, sometimes i just have these flashes in my brain of how stupid star trek is because i love it there's literally like Episodes where they're like the bad version of you has a mustache, <laughs> like that's right. That's how stupid it is. Where it's just like, oh, bad me's here. He's got a goatee. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's he has facial hair. It's isn't it? I mean, this is a left turn, but isn't it so interesting how like we talk about nerds and nerd culture so negatively? Because I remember I was. I just hate myself. <laughs> right. Well, I had this conversation with a friend of mine recently about how, thank God, the internet wasn't huge when I was a kid because I was a very, very vulnerable boy who felt like no one liked me. I didn't know how to talk to women. I felt like they didn't want to date me. Whether I was right about that or not, that's how I felt. And uh, I like needed a home. I needed a community. And I found punk music and even then i really just had my friend bobby and we went to shows and felt like a part of something and it was really just one person and music but that was enough to make me not fucking blow my goddamn brains out which i might have and uh hmm. i uh and but, it could have been the internet you know if right so if it was later. the internet i could have just been on the incel reddit i could have literally you know what i mean yeah uh, you know i mean i'm not saying i'll give you more credit but i hear you I'm not saying, yeah, but that's not even what I mean, man. I'm not even saying, like, fuck me or anything. I understand how toxic that community is, and I do hate it. But, like, I was a nerd, and I identified, sure, thank you for giving me more credit. I probably wouldn't have wound up in a community where people are shitheads. But, because it is, like, Nazi-level shit at this fucking yeah. point. But, <laughs> and yeah, don't get me wrong. And I'm not trying to say, like, uh... I sympathize completely with these people who act poorly. I'm just saying like, it is a really, it makes me sad. It makes me sad that this thing that started as like, what happened was in the nineties, there was a certain amount of the male population that felt completely fucked around by the patriarchy. 
Totally. And it's never going to be as bad for men as it is for women in the patriarchy. But if you're more of a beta man, you're going to feel kicked around by the idea of a man and how alpha fucking macho men are in your schools and shit like that. And so you run to the softer side of life and your identity becomes, I'm a nerd, I'm softer. And then, yes, you do get frustrated because you like... You have female friends, and they say things like, my boyfriend treats me like shit. But you're like, I'm nice to you, and why yeah, yeah. wouldn't you want to date me? These are logical things. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I guess what I'm saying is, it's so sad that that thing that's rooted in, it started with people being soft, turned into some people being like, the thing they fucking hated. That's, yeah. And I just, it was important for me to say that, because like, <laughs> Yeah. I just like the idea of being a nerd. Just like, don't let it turn you into one of these incel Nazi fucking tough guy. Like, so what? You didn't get laid until you were 25. Sorry. Life is hard. I don't fucking know, dude. It's like, sometimes people don't get fucked for a long time. And, uh, and my heart goes out to you, but don't let it turn your head into being yeah, like, it's not like, well, if they won't fuck yeah. me, then I'm going to fucking it's ruin not like them. If you have sex at a certain age, therefore sex is good all the time. Yeah. And life is good. Therefore, you know, like you're making several leaps. If you're connecting, you know, I also do want to implore you, like, of life, if you, know? you are one of those people, like Hampton and I, 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 I guess I also, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to talk about this in stand up. Virgin like, Cupid. I like, <laughs> I, I'm a dude who's softer, who like felt uh, less than and not a man and all that stuff. And I guess my point is like, come over here and tell poop jokes. You know what I mean? Like, you can just be a softie. There's plenty of men that don't want to fucking be angry on the internet. You know what I mean? Or like, <laughs> or say shit like there shouldn't be black characters in star Wars. Like come over here. Be They're nice. ruining star <laughs> Wars, Dave. Don't, if don't you, be racist if you and misogynist. Look at the scriptures. <laughs> if you, if you look at the Jedi scriptures, okay. What I'm saying is choose the light side of the force. Qui-Gon, <laughs> Qui-Gon Jinn. Okay. That is a white man, even though that is a extremely ethnic name <laughs> to the point of defiance. Oh man! Um, now I hear That's you. That's my nerd man. rant. I mean, you're making a good save point. yourself. Uh, yeah, you know, and I think our audience is uh, smart enough to yeah, we don't understand I who we're talking. Of course, yeah. I don't know, man. This is all coded reference to one listener, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> do not see the Joker this weekend, Kevin. I repeat, do not. Um, now, isn't it funny that shit's happening right now with that movie? What movie? The Joker movie coming out. What's happening with it? People are like afraid that this is basically a movie that's calling out for a mass shooter to happen. Whoa. Yeah, that it's like basically like virtue signaling almost like the idea of a like like men who are like the world doesn't understand me. Oh man. I'm gonna yeah. kill everyone. I haven't seen it. I actually uh I don't know. I'm gonna torrent it. That's what's up. Um I'm gonna find the most illegal Chinese way to watch this shit. I'm gonna watch it with the Hong Kong lettering across Joker's face. All Takashi Six Nine style. <laughs> um, Wait, what's happening? <laughs> Where I'm gonna, are we going? I'm gonna watch the most illegal version of this Joker movie. Hell yeah, dude! Because I just hear it's basically the. It's not even I hear the the director's been a real tool, uh, basically about like Spielberg. <laughs> it's Spielberg complaining about people. Uh, it's the director Todd Phillips. He's basically oh, been right, calling the audience like. 
He's like, audiences are too sensitive. It's this weird thing of like, man, you didn't have to say shit. Literally, you had no my, one asked. You had my money in your pocket, and then you took it out and threw it in my face and called me, you know, a gay Whack. slur. Because <laughs> yeah, he basically yeah. is like, everyone's a pussy. You know, like they're too woke. It's like you know, he's the guy who made all the Hangover movies. Yeah, I know who he is. And it's just like that's he all made that movie fine. about frat boys. But basically. You know, a lot of people right. were already kind of worried that this was like a weird movie to come out because of the shootings before, I guess, for a Batman movie. That You know, like the guy who shot up a theater yeah. um, in Aurora, he went as the Joker. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, he, he like called himself the Joker and, uh, you know, it was like traumatic, for people. Oh my God, yeah. That this guy basically identified with, you know, the Joker and now you're making a movie that's kind of basically, you know, it's like a, uh, what's up? What's it's, There's a headline that he just turned, showed us. Okay. Feds issue bulletin about threats ahead of Joker, Joker opening weekend. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah, I did tweet. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to not risk dying in a mass shooting for a director, you know, whose movie he thinks I'm gay for watching. Like he made an art house movie, uh-huh. which is like, get the right cameras, get the right, you know, crew together and you can make an art house looking movie. Yeah. He basically is taking the movie, the King of comedy and adding the Joker in it. Oh, wow. I mean, like, it's just like, wow. Go interesting. F- you know, like go fuck yourself already. And so I was like, you know, I was like, Everyone was hyping it. I was excited for this movie. But then he basically is just like, audiences are too whiny and whatever. And like, it's so weird. It's like, it's out of left field. It's just like, he had to say something about being like, it's like, you can't even be funny anymore. Right. That's why I had to make the Joker movie. It's like, you can't even be funny anymore. Anyway, so this movie already is kind of... Uh, a little bit of a call to action in a weird way about like, you know, any any white male that's basically like, you know, no one thinks I'm funny. I'm just joking. What the fuck? And like, dude, it's like people. That's what like, dude. Cops are worried. There's like extra security at screenings. It's it's like oddly the weirdest like, you know, like baiting a mass shooter movie ever. Man. So I kind of just, I don't know. I want to see what happens. And I'll be at home watching the Hong Kong version with the fucking subtitles over yeah, the yeah, screen. Yeah. You know, I will be torrenting the most illegal copy. Right. <laughs> no Good. matter I'll watch what. that version with you. Yeah, I don't know where how there's to find people it. walking in the theater <laughs> still coming totally. in. There's like a robot and a crow <laughs> commenting on it. <laughs> all right. All right. <laughs> I don't. I don't make fun of your hat. My hat is the equivalent of mystery science theater in your life. Um, yes. If you let me respond, my hat paid my a, living for a while. A hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. God damn. Absolutely. My hat found me an army of new fans. Well, are um, you wearing a hat? Yeah. <laughs> Wow! Now subconsciously, Solid point. Are you now subconsciously <laughs> moving it around as okay. I talk about it? No, you're right. Oh. I do. Ha- I, I am wearing a hat. I wonder <laughs> <laughs> It's so correct. It's just true. It's so smart because of how true it is. I am wearing a hat. 
All true. All comedy should uh, be true. I don't make fun of your hat. All comedy. I also didn't true. make fun of Mystery Science Theater. I just brought up. Crow. That's a good point. That's fair. So sounds like you know someone what? has a little knot in their panties. <laughs> You know what though, Dave? That it's exactly that kind of soft hitting uh-huh. co- kind of comedy Absolutely. that makes me not respect. <laughs> oh, you exactly. Oh, oh good. It, exactly. <laughs> it didn't hurt my feelings. Uh huh. So. Oh, I see. It wasn't funny enough. No, it just it, it didn't hurt me. Oh, I see. You gotta you gotta kill me, dude. You gotta. <laughs> oh, I gotta smash you. you gotta Got it. Smash me. Yeah, dude. I gotta fucking smash that heckler. Roast me. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Decimate well, me. I'll feel. I'll think of a way to hurt your feelings. I'll come up with a way. That's the type of guy I am. I, uh, <laughs> a way I, uh, to hurt your feelings. How about like a show like Jackass, but it's about hurting feelings? Yeah, totally. On my on Bear Margera. It's and, called Mean Boys. I'm gonna call up Johnny Knoxville right now. <laughs> hey, Johnny, what's up? <laughs> um. We're not really friends. <laughs> I don't know. It's more like a business thing right now. And he's like looking at the cameras and like they're like and they're all laughing. <laughs> Wait, what are you saying to me right now, dude? I don't dude? know, man. It's like you know. I feel like on a personal level, we just don't even know each other. That's crazy. I I love you, man. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> That he's a bad cook. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, telling Wee Man he's a bad cook is really funny. Just like emotionally bullying people, that's the show. (laughs) Uh, I'm so hard. uh (laughs) Hey, man, remember last week when I told you that you were my best friend? Um, Yeah, we were recording that whole thing. I don't even like you, dude. What's funny is that Viva La Bam oh, was kind of that. We talked about it on the show, how like, yeah. I think we talked about this, how there was an episode where uh, Raytheon is allergic to bees, and they told him that he was going to hit a fake bee's nest while blindfolded, and they'd digitally insert bees later, and then it was a real beehive, and he got stung by a bunch of bees, and they were like, ha, 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 ha. and watching, you're like, what? <laughs> It's such <laughs> disregard for your friend's life. It's like literally, uh, yeah, like dude. Yeah. That's why comedy was good. Yeah. That's dude. what the Joker's saying, dude. Comedy used to be good. It's literally ten like, years ago. It's literally exactly like if you were to ago. like Hampton bought us pizza for this recording, which was so nice, it would be like Damn. if you put shellfish on it and didn't tell me. Uh or yeah. penicillin. Like uh <laughs> And I just ate it, and, and you're like, gotcha. Yeah. There's penicillin in that cheese. Yeah. <laughs> you're on prank stankers. you just been prank stankers. you all been prank <laughs> Oh, hey, by the way, um, this episode is dropping a day late. Sawi. Uh, it's out Friday, October 4th, 2019, the day that the second run of my flip book for my album comes out. We sold out of flip books. To catch you up, if you don't know, I didn't put out CDs. I made a 150-page two-way flip book that I released instead of a hard copy of the recording. And then it comes with a digital download, obviously. We sold out of all of them, and so we got a new run printed. They just came, and they are up for sale at sex.guns.beer, as they <laughs> always fucking are. Or my website, DaveToTheRoss.com. 
So tell your friends and stuff. Yeah, uh, guys, uh, this has been so encouraging going out on the road and meeting you guys. And uh, I will just say, like, follow us on Bands in Town if you already use it, because it's Ooh. like super helpful for us, like just tracking you guys and letting people know when we're coming through town, basically. Mm. Um, I don't know if I'm on Bands in Town. I'm oh, you are. Get you on are. There. Oh, I am. And, well, I guess uh, I got a claim. <laughs> And uh, yeah, and I'm selling uh, black versions of my shirt uh, for, for black people. They're only for black people. So you will have to go through kind of an ancestry, ancestry.com kind of uh, subgroup to buy the shirt. You're going to have to prove yourself uh, like Elizabeth Warren. You have to prove that you're black. <laughs> You're gonna have to pr- prove you're hundred you percent black, like Elizabeth Warren. Hundred percent black. <laughs> My favorite Democrat. No one is hundred percent black. <laughs> so even look at the shirt. I mean, honestly, uh, we hang the shirts in a special museum in Washington uh, before we sell every shirt. Uh, but no, they're, they're super dope. <laughs> I didn't get uh, that joke. Just every museum's in Washington. Oh, okay. Every kind of museum. <laughs> oh, got it. <laughs> Yeah, like the Smithsonian Shirt Museum. Absolutely, dude. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Got it. I understand. Have you ever um, been to the mu- uh, to the Smithsonian? Oh, hell yeah, dude. Uh, my yeah. grandma, uh, she's fucking dead, but when uh. she wasn't dead, she lived in Arlington, Virginia. She was an exhibit? X to the Zibit? Y- yeah, dude. She was the rapper exhibit. <laughs> Hey, hey y'all, guess what? I'm in the Smithsonian. (laughs) I'm Dan's grandma. West Coast Customs is going to come through. Put ribs on my uh, coffee. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Pimp My Ride was about how um, no one was ever home when I was a kid. (laughs) (laughs) And we lived in a mobile home, so you can imagine. Yeah. Shit. Uh, I, dude, West Coast Customs is like two blocks away, man. It's super close. And I always think about West it. West Coast Customs is? Yeah. Dude, yeah, that show was so funny. X to the Zubit. Pull that handle there. Yeah, that's right. You got your own Xbox. <laughs> You're like, why is there an Xbox in the trunk? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why is there an Xbox? We in took the trunk? out your airbag and put in <laughs> yeah, an aquarium. Totally. totally. <laughs> you just yeah. smash your head in the aquarium right away. We lowered your car 14 inches, so if you go over any speed bump, you will stop there. <laughs> <laughs> we took out your brakes and put in a pasta restaurant. There's a little olive garden inside you of pasta. your car. We heard about you from your MySpace. Mm-hmm. Apparently, this dude. <laughs> Loves pasta. There was also aggressive <laughs> male shit, just like, yeah, and if you look at your floor mats, they both say not a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Same engine. Same engine. <laughs> yeah. Never take out the engine. Yeah. You know, the one thing that costs money. Yeah, you're not going to believe this. Yeah, we took your F-150 and we put a Dodge Neon engine in there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, this thing can't pull shit anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's a jackass crossover. Your car just got got you. You're a fucking loser, man. Prank stanked your car. Prank This week on Prank Stankers, this guy thought we were going to put an Xbox in his trunk, but instead we gave it a super bad engine. (laughs) (laughs) Just the 
worst TV show of all time. Todd needed a new Toyota Corolla, so we fucked his girlfriend in the back seat. <laughs> Wait, what? What did you change about my car? Well, now it smells like your fucking girlfriend got fucked. My exhibit is what it smells like. Yeah. Oh, you added a new smell. A new sex smell. <laughs> Yeah, if you look in the trunk here, you'll see that I fucked your girlfriend. That's right. <laughs> All right, this is your boy, Exhibit, and you might notice I'm fucking you right now. And you might have also noticed I put a little aquarium inside of your pussy. <laughs> put my pussy? I put a little, a- little <laughs> tiny aquarium in there. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh my god, that's so funny, dude! We should go there late at night and TP that place. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be funny to do some like seriously. You should check out the place because they got like custom cars that like look insane in the dude, display. It, it would be <laughs> so funny to TP people as adults. <laughs> We're like almost forty. Uh, hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, oh, oh, dude. Cops. Cops. <laughs> East Coast Customs. Oh, 5050. Oh, oh. Fucking pigs. <laughs> Fuck you, pig. <laughs> East Coast oh, Customs. No. Hey, East Coast Customs says hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love uh, that show, Prank Stankers. That's so fucking funny, dude. Y'all just been prank stank. <laughs> um. Um, oh man, we broke into the cake boss's house and we pissed on his fucking couch. Pranking other reality shows. Steve and fucking Pontius yeah. coming in and pissing and shitting yeah. on <laughs> cake, cake bosses. I just made a cake. Pontius yeah. just took uh-huh. a shit on it. We just went into Dog the Bounty Hunter's kitchen and took all his forks. <laughs> There's Bear Margera. I just fucked one of the property brothers. I just fucked one one? of the property brothers, dude. At the same time, I had a threesome with the property brothers. It was great. We listened to him. Classic. Oh, man. Um, Remember when people listened to him because Bam Margera said they were good? I saw somebody with a jacket for him just the other day, and I was like... So terrible. I mean... Probably one of the best designers juxtaposed with one of the worst bands ever. You know, <laughs> know what I mean? Dude. Like, man, nailed the design and just, <laughs> you suck. You just are not a good band. I love the idea of love. Sorry, sorry metal. if anyone loves I'm sh- them. Look, know, I don't whatever. know. I think that we've established me. that we shit on bands here. <laughs> Like, I hate Led Zeppelin, so, you know, a yeah. lot of people like it. A lot of people like I that. I wish I could name a bad band I like, but I, I would love to have a TV show where I just pranked Robert Plant every fucking week. <laughs> it's a plant. He's a plant. I just keep fucking plant. with his plants. Hey, Robert, is this you? No. <laughs> I'm just holding a fern. All right. I'm losing my mind. Uh, uh, so, <clears throat> what else did we kind of want to... I think we've hit our time at this point. <laughs> I know. I know. I just want to mm-hmm. be like, uh, I think there was something we had talked about. Well, we were, that- I, the whole point of this episode, I think, was that we wanted to talk about um, the shows we just did. And so it's funny, like, yeah. we don't need to talk at length because we also talked about it on the bon- our last bonus episode on the Patreon, patreon.com slash suicide buddies. We recorded right after our Houston show. And yeah, I guess 
it's funny. I'm glad we just had a riffing episode. <laughs> uh, yeah, it kind of so sucked. What's that? Okay. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, no, this is great. Uh, get Aristotle, delete. Delete. Yeah, delete it. Delete, dude. Um, Hit that delete. But I do want to take a second to say thank you to everyone who came out. Absolutely. And thank you, guys. It was amazing. Uh, New York show at Union Hall sold out. The show at Seeker Group in Houston, we sold out the little room and had to move to the big room. Big room. And uh, we just met like so many fans that we hadn't met before. And uh, and it was just, I can't even tell you how magical it was. It was so nice to meet you all. I also, I, and you went to Chicago on your own. I went to Boston for a few days. Mm-hmm. I was also in Manchester, New Hampshire, Portland, Maine. Uh, and then I was in, I like Prize at the end went to Austin, Texas, and Denton, Texas. In every single one of those places, I met Suicide Buddies fans. Oh, amazing. I'm in Boston. There are a group of New England Suicide Buddies fans that I think they call themselves the New England Buddies. They have a group chat. Really? Yeah. They all met in the Facebook group. <laughs> they have a group chat where they talk every day and give each other emotional support. And I they, do not condone this. They <laughs> hang out in Boston together, separate of us being in town and then like they all came to my shows there it was really nice to meet them it's just sort of yeah i feel like brimming with love and thank you people gave me birthday cards and gifts and yeah that I houston show even... was was so beautiful yeah and i mean uh yeah as you're saying uh, in chicago it was like 98 percent of the audience was suicide buddy fans and it was like sold out it was so and much there fun were 98 people there, <laughs> 98 people there. <laughs> probably about what the number was uh and it was fucking awesome and it's like there's something new and we've kind of been talking a lot about this you and i about just like the difference in performing you know when when it's an audience that's this familiar it's it's so hard to work towards an audience that kind of you know you don't have to go you know a b c you can just go a to c with yeah, you know? and like they just speak the same language, and um, I don't know, man. So we we've just been kind of like, how do we keep this going? Yeah. And uh, we don't really have an answer, so we're stopping the podcast. This is the final episode. Goodbye. Thank you very much. Also, fuck you. Fuck you. You just been pranked. Please join the the Facebook group. Uh, please, if, if you're on Facebook, you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying you have to join Facebook to enjoy this group necessarily, but I do love seeing uh, you know what people are getting out of it so I far. I'm seeing what people are getting. Out of it. <laughs> all right, all right. And <laughs> okay, cool. Check out the Patreon. Also, uh, Dave and I put up uh, bonus episodes there. Uh, we've been yeah. a little. Uh, lax with you know posting up regular episodes and bonus stuff because yeah, of the road during the last month uh we did post everything we had promised but we did also post it all very late <laughs> and we're sorry about that um yeah, yeah. it was a, such a good month i don't know i hope we remind me to talk about it more next week too Do you i remember feel during the 9-11 show and like people were like we asked them like ask us a question or something and then people were like is there an episode tomorrow and we were yeah. like no no it was so funny they we were, were like, like no and literally a girl goes uh, but it's suicide prevention week <laughs> It was the sweetest thing. It was like such a the, the nicest. Guys, you can't imagine how much fun these shows are. Honestly, like the whole time we're like laughing hysterically. <laughs> yeah, and we're dude. like, we know, but like, 
you know, we were explaining, we're like, we're just running around and everything. And, uh, you know, it's, we learn stuff from this. And I'd say when we're going to hit the road, you know, hopefully we'll be more mindful of, uh, you know, prepping ahead of time. Yeah, we're figuring out how to, I, yeah, we did a, we worked really hard on prepping ahead of time. It was just tough. It's funny, man, that, I don't know. Well, we're going to find a way to be out there more. And also just like spending time in other big cities more because my, and this is what I wanted to talk about more on a later episode. I, I just feel different, man, in a very positive way. Yeah, you kind of came back from this whole thing and we were talking off mic that almost like we had two different reactions. Huh, yeah. Only because I'm also enthused by everything. But yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of came away from the tour with um, a sense of elation. Yes. And I did too, but then also a sense of pressure and stuff like that. Right. No, it definitely gave me a a bunch of calm (laughs) because I, I don't know. It's like a, I'm a glutton for things not working out. And when they work out, I'm like, fuck. Oh, I know what I mean? And it's like, shit, there were a lot of people at these shows. They did really enjoy it. I did have the most fun I've ever had. Fuck. What am I going to, how am I going to actually, you know, get money from this and work because we kind of broke even man like you know what i'm saying so it's like we're kind of trying to figure it out in a way but i think we'll figure it out and that's the thing is like just realistically as performers we're like fuck that was amazing what you know what do we do yeah yeah it was amazing it also was just sort of like I mean, because I, I, the other reason I guess I probably feel a little different is that I was gone the entire month. I was just gone for an entire month. I was in New York for two weeks, Boston for three days, Portland, Maine for four days, Houston for two days, Austin, then Denton, then I took a train to Dallas and flew home. And uh, I was just like, it was weird. It was different than regular touring. It was, um, I would, you know what? I mean, we can just make this episode a little bit longer because I should just say this. We were talking about self-care and like making choices that are like treating yourself. You were talking about treating yourself earlier in the episode. I did some things that were treating myself that I realized later should not be considered treating myself. And I think a lot of people could benefit from hearing this. When you're broke, when you're like broke mindset, every little thing you're like searching for a way to make it cheaper. And that's my lifestyle. But you do it act oftentimes at the expense of your own sense of well-being. And if you're like me, you'll really, really punish yourself in the spirit of saving money. And the difference this trip was I didn't let myself do that. Hmm. I'm still broke, but it was just like, well, I could say I'll have more money when I get home if I take a bus instead of... So The biggest one was where I really made this revelation was I had a bus ticket from New York to Boston, and I was dreading it. Because I know that specifically for me, being on a bus, I just always get super angry. I I hate it. Yeah, it drives me insane. Yeah, the worst. And and so I was just thinking about it the night before, and I was like, let's see what a train ticket is. A train ticket was 80 bucks, I think. And I was like, fuck it, man. And I just bought it. And it changed a trip I would have hated to a trip I just (laughs) love. Trains are fun. And I showed up in Boston... (laughs) with this great attitude and like ready to go and with all these experiences that were positive and it was a worthwhile trade-off. And yes, that's 80 bucks that would have been stacked tacked onto the end where 
I'm like trying to save money and profit on this tour. It was a little yeah. bit less profit, but I guess it's sort of like, no, that's my baseline. I, it's not worth it making money at all. If I feel bad, cause I'm going to die one day. <laughs> uh, yeah. so it, I yeah. should live. Yeah. My big thing now is, uh, if I can, and there's money for it, uh, get the, like, you know, um, what is it? The fire lane of the airplane where the emergency exit, where you just get a little bit of extra leg room. Totally. Or, or in that part of the cabin that has a little bit of extra leg room because yeah. literally every flight, my feet, my like knees are just like up on the thing. Totally. They hurt. And I'm always like, you know, if I've been like bouncing around between cities that last day, I'll be like, you know what? I really just need like, I'm going to pay the money to basically feel better, you know. Dude, I've been flying only Southwest. Southwest has a little bit more legroom, all the seats, and you get two free check bags. And so, like, hmm. if you, like, do the math on that, I have been, like, purposely flying bare bones with, like, nothing with me so I could save money. And I was like, no, nah, dude, I'll just, like... <laughs> Have a check bag. That's the thing is like, and by the way, I also want to clarify, I'm not talking about when you're in dire straits. Like if you have to get somewhere and you have to take a bus on this trip, I had to take a bus. And I know like it sounds maybe like I'm speaking from a place of privilege, but no, like I'm on tour and I have shows that are paying me money. And so like I'm budgeting, I was budgeting weird is what I'm saying. Whereas like, in Boston, amongst my shows, I think I made 200 bucks, right? And so I, I was like, okay, I'll spend $15 to get to Boston, and I will spend uh, this amount of money on food, and I'll come out of it with, like, on top 100 bucks. And I was just like, no, I didn't come here for that. I came here for family. If I spend the 80, I'm still up, and I that's my budget. My yeah. budget should include... Me feeling good is my point. And if I can't feel good, then I can't afford the fucking trip. And that's how, and that's just how it should fucking be. It shouldn't be like, no, I have to tour. So I have to yeah. fucking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The suddenness mm -hmm. of life and everything where it's like, you know, you could die instantly. Yeah. And just like, you know, what was it all for? And you got to make sure you're actually like dealing with your mental health on a very active totally. level. You know, you can call it like treating yourself. But it's also just like making sure you're maintaining. Well, that's sort of what I mean. It's like get to the next day treating you yourself feel, is you know, the good. wrong term for what I did. It's like just being good to yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like doing, yeah. how giving you yourself what you need to the next day. Yeah. If you haven't dealt with how you're feeling today, you know. Yeah. Um, Dance week on Lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, dude. The the Fuck it. the. Jackass West Coast Customs part was, you know what? End of the episode there. <laughs> None of that mental health stuff. No, I didn't know. It's all great. I just wanted to, the podcast to go, boo, you know, dead air. <laughs> just dead air. And that's it. <laughs> I did come out of the tour with a positive feel, but it's in a really weird way. It's more like a calm. Like, yeah. yeah, like, I guess I don't feel the pressure from the shows. Because it feels like, I don't know. I, it feels like it's working. Yeah. And there's at least that. It made me, definitely made me be like, I don't know. I don't know what this is, what the comedy world is. I'm like out here making stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's a, that's a, <laughs> sounds like this might be another episode. Yeah, I know. That's a can of worms. Shit. For sure. Um, nah, and I'm also like fading hard here. Yeah, yeah. It's um, late. It's late, dude. <clears throat> uh, we ate pizza. We had a whole night catching up. This was great. Thank you guys so much for listening. We love you so much, and yeah, we guys. are glad you're alive. Guys, uh, like, subscribe to the podcast. Uh, we appreciate everybody who listens, and uh, yeah, check us out. And write to us, please, if you have any questions or suggestions for episodes at buddiesbuddiesbuddies at gmail.com. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Glad you're alive. Bye, dude. Bye. Bye, dude. Thank you so much for listening to Suicide Buddies. We hope to see you again next week. Just a quick reminder, if you are experiencing suicidal thoughts, feeling like killing yourself, talk to someone, please. We take it very seriously. We joke around about suicide here because we've thought about it, because joking is how we deal with it, and we hope that it helps you. But if you're really thinking about it, we want you to stay here with us. Call 1-800-273-TALK the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. They're incredible. They're there 24 hours a day, seven days a week. They will help. You are loved. Thank you again for listening. See you next week.